0: I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Trans
1: a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them.
0: Good job. People have been asking us more questions.
1: Yes, over a period of time, but we might get around to it now.
0: Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's how we do. We answer questions. You're always welcome to ask us questions.
1: The more we have, the sooner we might get to them. Yes. People send us questions and we try to answer them. And yes. You, you try to answer them sooner privately.
0: Yes, so we do. So they're not sitting
1: around waiting until we actually get to the microphone.
0: Yes. And a lot of the messages that we get are mostly along the lines of, thanks for making a podcast. You are...
1: They're, they're very welcome and I'm glad they like it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. They tell us that we are normalizing their experience or acting like the real life queer adults that they've been looking for as role models or and it's kind of weird to me that we are role models
1: <laughs> because if we're normalizing for them and then they sent us a message saying that then they're normalizing for us too
0: yeah see how that
1: works both ways Woo-hoo. i like it
0: so you're always welcome to ask us questions you're always welcome to give us feedback our email is transpantastic at gmail.com you can comment on any episode at our website transpantastic.net And it would be totally awesome if you would rate our podcast and leave reviews on whatever podcatcher you use, iTunes or Stitcher or whichever. And if there are any questions, then we will generally respond if possible. So the first question came in through Facebook some while ago. After discussing our kids and their special needs, Mm -hmm. and the question specifically came from a teenager also on the autism spectrum, Mm -hmm. suggesting numerous other options. And I've gotten this question a couple different ways, but this was the one that really was the most well put that asked, you know, are there other supports that he could get? He's probably depressed. He's probably struggling with school. And yes, you're right. He is depressed and he is struggling with school and he has a psychiatrist and he has meds to help him with the depression and anxiety that comes with knowing that your brain doesn't work the way everybody else's does and that there's not a lot to be done about that except learn how to adapt.
1: And you're so used to processing this problem. You sound a little snarky. I'm sorry. And I don't think you mean to be snarky. I do
0: not mean to be snarky. If my brain was different and I couldn't fix it and I was smart enough to realize that I'm different and can't fix it, then I would probably be depressed and anxious about it too.
1: Yes. And I I think um, that happens to our younger son as well. I think he gets depressed or maybe his anger is a expression of his depression.
0: Or anxiety.
1: Yeah. Well, they go hand in hand, they depression do. and anxiety. So our teenager seems less depressed. I think he's gotten through a lot of his hormones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that doesn't change his autism, but I think he's gotten through a lot of those. And, and that has to do with the early puberty trend that runs in your side of the family. Oh, gosh. And so he, he started early, but he seems like he's evening out. He seems more comfortable he does have access to his media on a regular basis. And that's his way of contacting his friends.
0: So he does have social interaction. He does seem to have a fairly active support network of social interactions. I don't know social contacts, acquaintances, friends. I don't know how many of them he would actually call friends. They're his role playing buddies or his gamer buddies or his...
1: He might say he interacts with other people
0: he probably would say it that way.
1: Through the whatever he happens to be doing.
0: My frog is so boiled. I don't even think about it anymore. I just think he would say it differently. And you are more observant about these things. I don't pay that much attention anymore, as long as he seems to be doing okay.
1: Yeah. And he does seem to be doing a lot better. Of course, we did just start back to school. Mm -hmm. And he'll have some of those pressures of that again, you know, keeping his access to his devices that allow him to have social interaction. He he doesn't always understand. This happens to other teenagers, too. They get grounded, and they don't get to go play with their friends if they didn't do their work.
0: And if your friends are online, then you don't get to go play with them online.
1: Because you didn't do your work. I did ask him what his plan was for the school year, and he, he talked to me about it briefly. Well, that's good. Uh, mostly so I could remind him he needed a plan. <laughs>
0: That is good the The other thing that I think is important to recognize is that you know we have offered him other assistance. We have offered him other you know tutoring and counseling and therapy and group counseling and other like numerous other supports We
1: shouldn't have offered anything, and then he might want it,
0: yeah, I'm just
1: thinking it's I like, don't know
0: what's that song from the Fantastics? If you want kids to do something, tell them they can't. That's right. That's great.
1: You can't have therapy. So there.
0: Well, the couple times he actually said he wanted therapy, he thought it was just going to be like, let me make a friend and have somebody pay attention to me. And when they actually tried to teach him some problem solving skills and he realized that therapy is work, he was no longer interested. And, and that's
1: part of his personality and part of his status as a teenager.
0: Yeah, and, you know...
1: I also thought that he was willing to go to therapy at the time because then he he wanted to complain about how you make him do things, and hopefully that other adult would make you stop.
0: Yes, that was the other thing that he seemed to think would happen at therapy was that he would complain about what a horrible person his mother is by making him have chores and holding him to reasonable standards of personal responsibility, and that the other adult would, like you said...
1: Make you stop that nonsense. Tell
0: me that I'm a horrible person for having high expectations of my different child.
1: Well, he, he found out that they didn't support that.
0: They, they feel that he is also capable of meeting higher expectations. He's very bright. He's, He's very capable, capable
1: of complaining about them, so he probably is capable about managing them. <laughs> That's the way <laughs> in, I look at in it. In
0: that respect, he is very much a typical teenager. Yes. And so at that point, we also respect any individual's right, whether they are a young person or an adult, to receive treatment or refuse treatment at their own discretion, as long as they are not hurting themselves or anyone else by it.
1: Right. Like when he did go to therapy, he had been going to the hospital for evaluations on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. and they recommended therapy. And we said to him, well, they're recommending therapy, and you keep making us take you there, so we're going to take you to therapy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it helped him solve anything outside of deciding he didn't want to do that anymore. But in any case... I'm glad that this friend of ours wrote us a message. Yes. Our listener wrote us a message about this because I like those kind of things. I like those kind of interactions and questions about it. Mm -hmm. I often have thoughts like that when I'm listening to things, but I don't get around to writing anything to anybody. So thanks for writing, friend. Yes. Thank you.
0: Our next two questions both came from our listener survey, which there is a link in the show notes. If you click on that link, it's a poll code website asking for listener interests. What do you like to hear about when we talk? Do you prefer certain topics? If there are topics we haven't talked about, what would you like us to talk about? And so the first one I thought was interesting. And the ones on the poll code website, being that they're just you know, topic discussion suggestions. And they are, as best I can tell, anonymous. I don't really have a way of contacting these people back, so we never wrote. But the first one I have to preface by saying we are not, you know, an advice podcast. Occasionally, we'll get questions like, what's the best binder for? Or what should I do about Or do you think that my life, this specific situation, and I have to say, oh, no, you do you. But that said, the question was, do you think there is such a thing as coming out too soon?
1: Well, I think that's a good question. I think that probably lots of folks who have come out or, well, obviously, those who are thinking about coming out, think about this the whole time. Is it time yet? Should I do this now? I probably should do this. Do I have to? (laughs) You know, when Mm -hmm. you have to talk to people and come out to them. Right. In my opinion, which is only my opinion, of course, Mm -hmm. in my experience, there is a coming out too soon. If you haven't arranged that with other folks, like with work stuff you want to have a systematic way of approaching this coming out thing.
0: If there's already an established procedure, if you've seen other people do it, then you just follow the procedure. And but if, if there's not, then you need to go through the process of establishing one.
1: Yes. And there are different guides and books and, of course, always lots of things online that are more and more helpful things available on a regular basis.
0: Mm-hmm. So. So I think you know, different settings will have different timelines. And there are benefits and risks to any situation. Mm -hmm. And so I guess for my thought processes, there is no such thing as quote, too soon. But there are timings which could be more beneficial and timings which could be less beneficial. Right. And I guess that's going to vary by situation, you know? I mean, if you're still a young person living with your homophobic, transphobic parents, then come out to your friends, Mm -hmm. but leave it there.
1: Well, that's what most people would say. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure some other folks could have something to say about this. I'd like to hear it.
0: Yeah. Comment on this episode at transfantastic.net. Let us know what you think.
1: Yep. Please.
0: Because, I mean, there are a lot of kids who come out to their parents who start talking about, you know, it's not even a coming out at that point. It's just expressing their reality. I'm really a boy.
1: That... That tests I really the water when, when, you know, some people say, I tested the waters by saying this, and here's the response I got. So that didn't go over well, or, or that did go over well, and here's how it went.
0: Well, I'm thinking so. about, like, toddlers and preschoolers even.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I was telling my parents I know. when I was a toddler. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what the hell was going on. So, But if they did, that could have been helpful.
0: It could have. Yes. It could have.
1: Okay. So a little while back, we got a question For Jess. Ooh. Yes. Jess, do you have dysphoria as well? If so, how is it different for you as a non-binary person? Also, how have people reacted differently towards you since you came out?
0: That's kind of a tricky question.
1: The last part or all of it?
0: Well, the last part especially.
1: The last part is I could answer that part. Yes. They, They don't know what's going on, and so they just kind of do what they're already doing. Yes, so
0: the people who understand the people to whom I have come out because for me I'm kind of stealth at this point femme presenting female assigned and what's happening between my presentation And my assignment and all the psychology in between those things Not a lot of people have cause to deal with and so it's sort of a non-issue to them to them
1: It doesn't help your dysphoria.
0: It doesn't but you know, so I don't have cause to point out to a lot of people Hi I'm not what I look like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if you were a young person, you would do that by trying to not look like something that they would find familiar, so they would have to figure it out.
0: And if it mattered that much to me, I probably would. But between being a fairly resilient person and being a fairly pragmatic person... I'm not interested in making the majority of my conversations with strangers about educating them on the nuances of non-binary gender. Right. I have better things to do.
1: Well, even if some of the things aren't better, you still have to do all of them, so...
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I have more urgent and important things to do. How's that? Yes. Okay. I believe it. (laughs) I know it. As far as dysphoria goes, that's also kind of a tricky thing because, well, I'm, I'm a man, except when I'm not.
1: This is true, folks. I can prove it.
0: Oh, please do. Yes.
1: I know that last time when we were moving, you packed up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it was all in these big secure boxes. And, you know, I know that you're doing school, so you're a little more tired. But you were packing the kitchen, and I, I come out there. And you were doing this in a break from homework because I asked you to please do some of that because I didn't want to pack the kitchen because then you wouldn't know where things were and blah, blah, blah.
0: And I was packing the books with
1: you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll roll back to that. So <laughs> I'm in the living room first, and I'm packing books off the bookshelf. So what do I have? Boxes, tape marker and a duster because i'm taking the books off the shelf and i'm dusting them away from the box and then i'm putting them in the box because you don't want
0: to take the dust with us
1: no i want to take clean books okay then my wife the man comes out there and <laughs> as says as opposed
0: to my husband the fag
1: yes <laughs> and your husband the fag says to you yes do you want to use this duster or would you like me to get you your own and you said no, that's fine. And then I, 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 w- I was keeping an eye on you then because I thought, that means I ain't dusting no books. And I was like, oh, no, that's not how this is going to work. So I watched you, and here's you over there, dusting the dust off. Like, w- I, what is the word I want? You're not really doing it, but you're you're making a –
0: Making a show of doing it. A, you, you think I'm making a show of doing it? No, then? you're
1: not making a show. You believe that that's good enough. That's why you're a man. <laughs> look, I, I you're it. thinking. Okay, Picky over here wants me dust the books. Whatever.
0: I, I'll I'll you know, just I'll brush them. off. I'll brush
1: them off with my or hand.
0: I'll flip the pages and let the dust come off that way. Or I'll blow them I off. I am
1: shaking my head and rolling my eyes right now. He is, and, and I'm and I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, oh no, this is not what. And then then it occurred to me, why are you out here packing the books? Who said you, I needed your help? <laughs> And I said to you, you can use my duster. And you said, no, that's okay. And I, I thought, no, I'm going to get mad because I don't want these dusty books here. What do I say to her? And I'm like, oh, the problem is, what do I say to him? What I say to you is, how about you go pack something else and I'll take care of these books. And you said, oh, okay, you don't want, this, uh, you don't want me to do it my way. I said, no, I sure don't.
0: And I'm respectful of that. You know, yes. I mean, it's, you know, some girls would get all butthurt about that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Because
1: you're not a girl. Yeah. Right then.
0: Right then. And that's no. the problem.
1: Yeah. And because I can think, I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, no, no, that's not what I want. And oh, I just tell my wife to go away and go do something else. And you wouldn't, I knew you wouldn't take it personal. But if I said to you, look, I want these books dusted, a lot of good that would have done me. You would have dusted harder with your hand or flipped the pages more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I sent you away. You and, did. And what did you do? I packed the kitchen. You did. And so I started carrying boxes. After I finished the books, I started carrying boxes from the kitchen to the, to garage. the garage. So they'd be out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I come out there, and there's this box. It's about, oh. One foot by two, maybe. Something like that. And maybe 10 inches thick. But it's not closed all the way. And why is it not closed all the way? because it's It's good enough lumpy it's good enough (laughs) that's what you said and i'm looking around and i'm like there's 200 friggin boxes in this house i said and i know i know something's in there that's breakable and i say to you what is in here and you say oh vases and i say to you because i'm trying to get you to to decide this for yourself because i'm thinking really (laughs) so i say like what kind of vases And you're like, ceramic, they're okay. And I say, no. And I'm shaking my head really big now. No, 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 no. no. We have
0: too many effing vases.
1: Okay. Sorry. If you wanted them broken, just break them. Don't pack them and make me move them first, okay? No, that's fine. I'm teasing. Really, seriously. It's not just a little lump. It's not a little lump. (laughs) We're talking like a two and a half inch lump of vases sticking out of a box that then you taped shut. And this is good enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm doing. You know I could do yourself. That's like you didn't say that you didn't say it. that, but that was your tone of voice. Like, I did redo it. That's okay. I said no, here's why it's not okay. Besides it's breakables. Okay? <laughs> because I have to stack these boxes in the garage and I cannot stack something on this lumpy box. Of course I know, now that I'm saying that out loud. You just stack shit on top of there anyway, because I see how you do that. You just stack shit on top of stuff that's all going to fall over, and you just put it there like it's going to stay. And I always look at it like, when's it going to fall?
0: And 90% of the time, it does stay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what's really amazing. You've got some kind of secret gravity information, huh? It's called physics. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you 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 eyeball it. You have a good eye for these things. Okay. Because you could put something on. But that wasn't going to work for me, and I didn't want... If it's going to be broken, just break it now. No. Okay? Because if we're packing it to bring with... it was.
0: I think one of them was your rooster vase, and I'm not breaking your
1: cocks. There you go. It's a good idea. <laughs> he has roosters. I do have roosters. They go in the kitchen. I'm looking at her like, and? <laughs> and what about the roosters? <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of the
0: time when I pointed out to you, you had this shell shaped vase and I said, what is this for? And you said, it's for holding things. I said, I've never seen this hold something. And you said, it could hold something. (laughs) And I said, what is this for? (laughs) And you said, it's decorative. (laughs) Like resigning yourself to the fact that I have things just because they look nice.
1: Yes, I like I like everything to look nice.
0: I know you do. Yes. <laughs> I find that endearing. Yes. That sounds kind of funny to say it that way. But no, it's
1: definitely true. You do find it <laughs> endearing, do. and that's about the attention that you'll, you'll, you'll indulge me. Let's I put will, it that way. Yes,
0: I will, and that's why to, I to extent, the box.
1: To an extent. <laughs>
0: to an extent, fair.
1: Like most men yes you will indulge me
0: (laughs) and so you know there are other processes like these that happen in my head and a lot of (sighs) them we've noticed lately like for example when i got stuck with the kids and you were talking to the men yes and i'm like what why don't i get to be part of the conversation fuck you all (laughs) (laughs) except i didn't say all that because i was managing the kids yes you were and, you know, there's also times where my body is wrong and I hate my chest, except when I like my chest. And I hate my genitals, except when they're functional. And sometimes they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know, like, how do I deal with that? I think I just distract myself from it.
1: Hmm. I think I see you saying to yourself a lot, kind of like that survey thing that we took Well, this is a problem, but it's not the type of problem I have a solution like George's solution. You know, a medical transitioning thing would not help you get on the other side and go, well, this is wrong too. I probably
0: would. Although, you know, I don't know about that because A, I haven't done it and I can't say until I actually try something how it would work out. And I don't intend to try it anytime soon. So there that. But there's also that podcast we listened to from Invisibilia that had the gender fluid bigender gender person who, after they got on hormones, settled into being female.
1: That's right. I forgot about that. That was a really good podcast.
0: It was. And I love the fact that they just addressed this as a, here's something interesting that happens in someone's brain. And here are the scientific evidences of the fact that this really is a thing happening in her brain.
1: Yes, yeah, she was before transitioning going back and forth and feeling very male or very female, and her brain was just kind of taking over on that.
0: But once she got on hormones, it was settled in and And we're she good. felt
1: very good. She just settled down and felt and so, good and nice for her.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who also has recently come out to me as genderqueer who I also wonder if once she starts hormones, she may or may not settle into a more bi gender identity or not. We will see.
1: Yes, we will see but
0: I make do, I distract myself, I rationalize, you know, I I can't solve this problem. And tomorrow it may not be a problem. And so I will do other things that make me feel happy and life will go on.
1: Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me, and I know that you've, you have reasons for this. It's interesting to me that you don't change your presentation because for a lot of people that does help their dysphoria to say, well, I am not this gender or that gender only. So I am going to mix these certain things together and you guys will have to deal with it because that's how I feel. And I love that stuff. So, but that's not your thing.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. I used to do that more than I do now. Mm -hmm. And part of it is a professionalism thing. It is difficult for me to be seen as a respectable elementary school teacher if I walk in in a binder one day and a 36 triple D the next day. Mm-hmm. If I walk in with a face full of makeup one day looking quite pleasant, and the next day I have nothing on and everybody's asking me if I'm either sick or angry.
1: I'm thinking more of quirky things people do with their wardrobes, like wearing a bow tie all the time, or...
0: I don't look good in a bow tie. I've tried it.
1: You know, I mean, that. not no, specifically I understand. <laughs> the
0: bow tie. <laughs> bow ties are cool.
1: Yes, they are. <laughs> but something like that. But no, that's not...
0: I, I don't know. And... I think part of that is also related to the fact that in order to find something that would suit A, my professional persona, and B, my gender presentation, making my presentation match something like my identity, would take a lot of time and effort and a lot of shopping.
1: Well, the thing that you do, I do hear you say sometimes is when you're going to put your face on, is it's more like you feel like you're in drag. I do. And that you enjoy that because... People have no idea. Ha ha ha.
0: They think I'm a girl. (laughs) And that's another, I don't know if it's a coping mechanism for when I do make it extra femme. And I think we mentioned this in the episode about my identity a few weeks back, that the more femme I present, the more masculine I feel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that is some coping thing that I'm identifying it as drag to deal with. Feminizing myself, or if it really is just this "ha ha fuck you all" thing, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's important to know the difference because at this point
1: it won't change anything.
0: It really won't.
1: Okay. So there's that.
0: I think we answered the question.
1: If we didn't, somebody should tell us. How about that? Yes. Since we don't know.
0: Yay! You can also tell us what you think with Twitter at transfantastic, Tumblr transfantastic. Google Plus, Facebook, all trans fantastic.
1: Now see there's a there was an example of you're man except when you're not. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> yeah.
0: And yes. So our last question Yes. Is who do you look up to? Do you have any heroes or idols in or out of the trans community?
1: Hmm. I might have to have a part B of this answer in another episode because I'll have to really think about this some more. This wasn't a question that I had really thought about ahead of time. Right. I really appreciate the trans folks that are very visible, even if they are, you know, our superstars that look great in their makeup or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever kind of stuff they can do on TV. Because I think that that helps normalize things for other people who were Mm -hmm. clueless
0: Matt Cayley, Janet Mock, uh, Laverne Cox, Ivan Coyote, people who put themselves out there.
1: Yes, people who have and and then people who are still putting themselves out there.
0: Are your heroes?
1: Current heroes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they're also heroes for other young trans folk who don't have to go through, hopefully don't have to go through as much trouble in the world. Yes. How about you?
0: I like smart people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, when I read this question to you, you said, do you have any heroes? And I said, I don't know. And you said, who's on that book over there that you're reading? Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is by Michio Kaku. Mm-hmm. And I also like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I want to be him when I grow up.
1: What do you call him?
0: Smarty McSexyPants.
1: Mm-hmm. Because he's got smarts.
0: Because he's got smarts and because he's a very good looking man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Again, people who are smart and observant. And good communicators. Ivan Coyote. Mm -hmm. Michio Kaku is a good communicator when he's on his own, but if you ever listen to his podcast, his interview style is horrible. (laughs) But he's great at making speeches and great at writing books and great at doing, like, TV bits. I see. We saw him speak. It was
1: nice. Yes, we did.
0: You were... Getting ready to transition then, and you were, he was talking about the future of medicine, and you were like, wait, does that mean that soon they'll be able to grow me a dick?
1: <laughs> it's wishful thinking of many trans guys. Yeah. I, I really, I'd like to get my phallus fixed, but all that peeling off a of skin from one place and trying you, you to... You
0: didn't even want it with your nipples.
1: No, it's a big issue, though.
0: Taking skin off and putting it back on is not your thing.
1: No, 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 no. Okay. So, you know, um maddie and sabrina are heroes to me too because they really put themselves out there they do lots of
0: maddie love and sabrina miller yes other good communicators
1: with their podcasts they really they they are very visible mm-hmm. Oh, you know you know who else hmm. transponder
0: transponder mila and Jana. i yes. miss them so hard
1: they're wonderful i
0: miss them so so hard if you're listening ladies call us email us <laughs> come on
1: I would like to hunt them down and interview them.
0: That would be totally great.
1: Yeah. In our spare time, I'll have to figure this out. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then um, the guys, what's his name? He wrote to us about the swimming jock strip. (gasps) Oh, Queer and Queerer. Yes, Queer and Queerer. Peterson
0: Toscano and Zach Ford. Yes. Yes. Again, more podcasts people but they're also very smart and great communicators
1: yes and uh i follow them on their other social media um well okay i don't really follow social media but once in a while (laughs) i tune into it and when i do because i have so few things on there zach ford will (laughs) show up and and he's also um shown up on think progress type stuff so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah good stuff yeah all right i told you we could make An episode out of four questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that's it, though.
1: Okay, that's it.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic,
1: a podcast about gender. No, see, I can't. I I didn't want to touch the desk, okay? And the paper was on the desk, so... (laughs) Did you want to start it over?
0: Just start with a podcast. What the
1: heck? That was fast. Is your setting different?
0: Oh, it must be. Because, alright, it's going to go weird for a second. I need to change the power settings. Because of the installation of Windows 10.
1: People told you don't do it.
0: They did.
1: If you knew it was going to do that to the financial software, you probably would have waited. I would have. What made you jump in?
0: We should be good now. Um. Uh.
1: You should know these things. I
0: should. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh. We had it at work, and it seemed to be working quite well.
1: Did you make a list at all of some of the things that are saying how you're a man? Uh-uh. I just have to remember. Uh-uh. Okay.
0: <laughs> Vases and scratching myself and burping in public and i don't know
1: yeah okay well all right we'll see if we remember get it done i want to see through my glasses
0: yes but don't talk while you're doing it i'm sorry
1: when the microphone's not on you're always telling me i should talk
0: you should talk when you're not cleaning your glasses (laughs) when you're cleaning your glasses you hit the pause button should I get you a glasses cleaning cloth?
1: No. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Questions.
0: You started to say something, and, <laughs> and then I told you, wait, hit the pause button, but your pause button doesn't pause, does it?
1: No. It deletes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um. Were we
1: talking? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what this microphone's for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to move in my chair, and I have to tell you that. Otherwise, I'll be in all kinds of dirty looks trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so? Feeling a little rusty with the talking after shoveling all that math through your head?
0: I am. <laughs> Words no worky. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, you're the one who has to edit it.
0: Yay. Our next two questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I being unintentionally snarky again?
1: It might be your hormonal status. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I don't know either.
1: It's very I, funny, I think I'm though. just
0: feeling the drain because it's the first week back at school and I'm just done with, like, I've had that's it. minimal social interaction most of the summer and now I'm dealing with people all day and if it were big people, that would be awesome, but instead I'm running a circus for tiny people. Again, no, I didn't get any new jobs, folks. I'm still stuck with the babies. Yeah.
1: Anyway. That's what it is. I just saw a hummingbird and I want to find out what that hummingbird is going after back there. Do we ever tell the hummingbird story?
0: My words really suck today. I don't know why. It's very funny.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised every time.
0: I know. You keep giving this crazy look at me like, whoa!
1: (laughs) Whoa! Whoa, That's what you're trying to say. (laughs) (sighs) What? Your words are not cooperating.
0: They are not. They are not.